Welcome to Bloody Bay, an eclectic full-contact theater audio drama series written by Mimi Monteith and Anne-Marie Shea. Please like, follow, subscribe, or drop a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Successful mystery author Florence Gardner is facing both a potentially ruinous divorce from husband and former actor Lee Millville and slumping sales. Desperate for inspiration, she heads to Bloody Bay, the small Maine town whose record of murders makes New York look like Branson. But it seems the town's main export has dried up, so Florence devises a plan that'll really knock them dead. And now, Bloody Bay. Look what the cat dragged in. And a warm good morning to you too, Magnolia. Your ears must have been burning after the things people been saying about y'all. Oh yes, your little town meeting last night. Sticks and stones may break my bones. So you heard? Who told you? Everybody at the meeting was sworn to secrecy, in a way. Since the seal of silence has apparently already been broken, there should be no harm in sharing what was talked about. What did people say about me? Can't rightly say. Magnolia, I could make your dreams come true. Me? My dreams come true? How? Magnolia, you know me well enough to know that I'm a consummate professional. There may be other writers of baser stuff, writers who, in a sense, bribe some sources with a promise of... <gasps> Get thee behind me, Satan. I don't want your filthy money. I was about to say something else. I wouldn't insult you by trying to sway you with a promise of cash, not to mention that I'm dead broke. Then what? After all, someone has to be the inspiration, the model, if you will, for the lead character in my new novel. It may as well be you. The lead character? Well, I'd be... I'd be... Famous. And really gullible if you think I would impose such an insipid creature on my readers. Famous? You mean mentioned in the parish bulletin famous or on the cover of People magazine famous? You are definitely a people person. <laughs> I think I just made a pun. Sometimes I just can't help myself. <laughs> people person, that's a rich one. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone as bright as you, I just suppose y'all can't help being witty without even trying. <laughs> Imagine me, a real people person. Y'all hear folks use that expression all the time, but imagine little old me in people. Do you think I'd make the cover? Why not? Think about it. How often do they get to interview a person who is the model for a lead character in a best-selling novel? And when they make the film... Do you think? Me? A Hollywood star? Somebody's got to play the role, and Hollywood is always looking for new faces and new patsies. 
Of course, there can only be one leading character in a well-constructed novel, and I can't just give this distinction to anyone, to anyone who has not earned it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What do I do to earn the honor? A contribution, a, a genuine, valuable contribution to the process is necessary. I can't give you a contribution. I, we're not poor, but Clinton would kill me if... <clears throat> oh, I shouldn't use that term under the circumstances. <laughs> He'd be upset if and I'd gave you any money to write your book. Did I say anything about money? <laughs> No, I want the one thing, the unique contribution that only you can provide. What the hell was going on at that meeting last night? Well, for openers, everyone said you were making up lies on account of you wanted everyone in town to murder everyone else. Like making my darling Clinton think I was carrying on or breaking poor Texas heart with tales of deceit by Beverly. And breaking poor Beverly's heart with innuendo that her man was cheating. Then somebody put forth a proposal, eventually unanimously adopted that. That well, spit it out. Why, Beverly? I wasn't expecting you today. What can I do for you? Surprised that you would let such a low life as the great Florence Gardner darken the door of your general store. One, I did not invite her. And two, as a private enterprise and public post office, I cannot forbid her entrance. And three, I... Oh, darn it all. I know I had a three. Oh, yeah. And three... Ain't you allowing her to live in your B&B Stop right there, Magnolia. Remember, you took the same oath of silence as the rest of us. I have to let her stay with me because she's been using the B&B as her primary address for so long. She's now a legal resident. And uh, it's a whole lot of lawyer stuff that would cost me a whole lot of money if I tried to evict her. A little installment on back rent owed wouldn't hurt. You know how I detest discussing money. Magnolia, please tell Mrs. Gardner that I am not speaking to or with her, and fetch me a half dozen rat traps from your hardware department. Finally admitting you have a rodent problem, eh, Beverly? Since I am not speaking to or with Mrs. Gardner, Magnolia, would you please tell her for me that the rat traps, which I am certain will be empty by the end of the week as they are now, will be evidence that there are not now and never have been rats in my abode. Another of her lies. Honey, I'm too busy. You heard all that, Florence? The floor is yours. I gotta go get them traps. So, Beverly. Magnolia, tell Mrs. Gardner that I am not... Be serious, Beverly. I am right here. You can talk to me. Your ears must have been burning. Not the first time I've heard that expression today. Without saying much, I think I can affirm that a lot of dirty laundry was aired last night at the meeting. Whose? Yours, of course. <laughs> Such as? Starting with my own grievances, you tried to ruin everything between Tex and me. How? 
you lied and said that I was going to demand a prenuptial agreement. But he was already cheating on you with Magnolia. Only according to you. I just stated a few observations. You were the one who said he must be philandering. Because you lied to me. Because you led me on. I can't help it if you are malleable. <sighs> I didn't even know what a prenup was until you introduced the idea. It's a tax of all people. Again, I can't help it if you are no match for my machinations. Really, Beverly, you're a grown woman. You've got to start taking responsibility for your own naivete. Sorry it took so long. Had to go to the basement storage to find these. Rat traps, not a popular item. I can't stay here another moment. Thank you, Magnolia. Can you please put these on my account? You can trust that I, for one, always pay my bills on time. Well, I thought she'd never leave. I wonder what Tex sees in her so prickly. Oh, and time for me to leave also. But you haven't bought anything. What'd y'all come in here in the first place for? <laughs> that disagreeable woman got me so rattled I nearly forgot my errand. Magnolia, your shop is so quaint, so old-fashioned. Would you happen to have index cards? They're stock in here I haven't even dusted in years. Could you describe them? Paper cards made out of manila stock. My favorites are about three by five inches, maybe lined, maybe not, multicolored if you have them. Oh, sure. I remember them. Haven't sold any since everyone started using laptops and all those gizmos. You just wait here while I look. And if anyone comes in, just hide out of sight. None of us are even supposed to be talking to you. I don't want another incident. Be right back. Oh, and Magnolia, look around and see if you have some of those uh, push pins or, or thumbtacks will do. Bingo! Found them. How much do you need? Give me whatever you have. Here we are. Index cards in four different colors and push pins. You've cleaned me out. Whatever in the world do y'all want with these low-tech thingies for? Call me old-fashioned, but I find the computer is no substitute for actually plotting the plot visually in real space. One color card for the character, another for the motivation, another for the means, opportunity, so forth. I can just look at my board and make additions, deletions, adjustments to time sequence before I commit anything to prose. I sure hope Beverly's got a bulletin board to lend you. I know for a fact we don't have anything like that here. Not a problem. I'll just stick the pins on the wall. But what about the wallpaper? Beverly won't be happy to have her wallpaper all punched up with marks from the pins. No, I wouldn't expect her to be happy about it. But then when is she ever about anything? You have my credit card number for this purchase, and I'll expect you at my suite at the B&B as soon as you can close the post office. We'll have tea. I want to mine that lively brain of yours about that proposal that was adopted with such enthusiasm. And I don't want to be interrupted as I grill, uh, as I exchange ideas with you. Oh, I can almost see your picture on the cover of People Now. 
Ta-ta! Bloody Bay Police Central, Chief Devon speaking. Is this call an emergency? Not now, but it will be. And who may I be speaking with? Uh, excuse me, this is Lee Melville. Oh yeah, the husband of that gardener woman. So what's on your mind, Mr. Gardner? Uh, no, you don't understand. Uh, my name is Melville. I, I didn't change it when I got married. You foreigners and your fancy ways. So, what are you calling about today? I don't know if you're aware, Chief Devins, but it has been brought to my attention that uh, a group of angry citizens, well, <laughs> actually the entire town, met last night and said terrible things about my wife. I fear for her safety. It's like a witch hunt. I am very well aware of the meeting, Mr. Gardner. Mr. Millville, <laughs> why don't you just call me Lee? Now... Maybe you don't understand, being a foreigner, Mr. Lee, that we in this part of the world have our own ways of handling things when strangers come in here and threaten our way of life. Florence Gardner is not threatening anyone's way of life. At this very moment, she is probably in our suite at Beverly Eastham's B&B, innocently working on her next novel. I would be lying to you, Mr. Florence, if I did not let you know that I was at that meeting last night. I conducted the meeting. Indeed, I was one of the allegedly grieved persons who gave testimony regarding the alleged malfeasance of your alleged wife. I voted for the proposal, making it passed unanimously, allegedly. How could you testify at a meeting that you yourself were presiding over? Are you going to start telling us how to manage the governance of this land that our forefathers fought so hard to kick you and your sort off of? <sighs> All that happened long before either of us was born. About that proposal... A resolution since it got passed. Unanimously. You people don't know a thing about the democratic process, and yet you come jetting over here to interfere in our free government. Uh, yes, a resolution unanimously passed. You keep telling me, but you haven't told me what exactly was in the resolution. You were there. Tell me. Can't do that. But you were in the room. You voted for it. I know. Just ain't telling. I don't understand your obstinacy. And I don't understand that word you just used. Obstinacy. I just know I got a dig in my heels. I took an oath to do so. Not to share with outsiders, especially creative types who talk like the foreigners they are. Can you tell me this, at least? Is my wife in any danger? No mortal safe in this world. Ain't you read your Bible? You got your lightning strikes, your leprosy, your locusts, your beyond sell-by date snacks, and not to mention mosquitoes. No telling what plague they could bring. Everybody's in danger of something. I mean, are the townspeople planning to do something to her? I'm just a small-town police chief. No background in public psychology or its perversions. But you voted for some sinister resolution that is being kept under wraps. Don't you go call it a resolution sinister if you don't even know what it's about. We got laws about slander here. Speaking of which, 
What mind did that woman you're married to have to... But soon to be divorced from... Uh, just a, a matter of paperwork. Don't interrupt. What made her go spreading rumors about my wife's morals? And answer me truthful. Remember, this is the voice of the law you're answering to. My wife has an uh, idiosyncratic process for what? inventing... Who are you calling an idiot? <laughs> uh, you misunderstand me. I should have said she has her own way of doing things, and often even I myself have difficulty defending her behavior. I did my best. I, I truly did in talking her out of this scheme. So you were aware that she was bearing false witness against her and our neighbors? And helpless to stop her. You admit that she was trying to instigate us to murder. If she's such a monster, how come you don't want anything to happen to her? Not now. Not until she finishes her book. How is a man supposed to live? Well, whatever bad thing's in store for your wife, I hope the perpetrators have a little something left over to take care of you, too. Excuse me, Mr. Gardner? I hear my other line ringing. It could be something important. Goodbye. And then he just hung up on me. The nerve! I'm not as much concerned about his manners as his morals. Whatever the town resolved to do, it must be something they never want to come to light. Else why all this secrecy? I told you it was too dangerous trying to get them to turn on each other. I told you so. I told you so. That's just about the least helpful remark I need just now. You've created an untenable situation. You, I can understand being shunned, but what about me? I didn't scheme to have neighbor murder neighbor, but no one will speak to me either. Who says no one speaks to me? Oh, I loathe it when you get defensive and start making things up. For your information, I'm having a meeting with Magnolia. She'll be dropping in for a cuppa as soon as she will have finished work. Putty in my hands with the prospect of cheap celebrity. Really? I promised I'd get her on the cover of People. In return for? If she gave me info about what folks are planning to do to me. She was at the town meeting and, like all the others, swore to secrecy. But with her weakness for shiny things. Such as the aforementioned cheap celebrity? I should be able to get her to spill what went on at the meeting. She'll be here any minute. <sighs> no mystery that a lot of people testified about you trying to set them up with motives for murder. Spilled milk under the bridge, not worth crying over. What's done is done. What is still up for grabs is how I react or respond to their mystery resolution to do something to me. I've provided a few props to get her talking. My good old friend's blank index cards multicoloured. <laughs> Ah, how exciting. You're ready to enter your plotting bunker. You really are in full gear, at last. Oh, the agony of watching you post, then shuffle, then reshuffle all the elements until the plot becomes absolutely clear and graphically presented. Hey, wait a minute. There's nothing written on these cards. I didn't have time. Magnolia won't notice. Or if she does, I'll just say that some decisions are still in limbo, that I need the precision of her information to settle things, and most importantly, that only her full disclosure will secure the role of lead character for her. Nevertheless, I think it would be more convincing if the cards were not entirely blank. You put on the electric kettle for the tea. I'm useless when it comes to cooking, and I'll jot a few notes on the cards. Hmm. 
So many variables. Professor Plum in the conservatory with a candlestick or Mrs. White. No funny business. This is not like playing Clue. Keep that up and you'll get the hot water treatment before the tea leaves do. I need some support here. Never was any good at making up character names. Oh, for heaven's sake. These are just working notes. Call them anybody. We can change them later. Just use whatever name comes to mind. Magnolia, Clinton, Tex, Lynn. Who the hell is Lynn? How many times have I told you? Keep in mind the little people. She's the bartender down at the Old Bay Bar. And then there's, what's her name, the manager of the hair salon. Lots of possibilities there for when I get around to the weapon. So many scissors, not to mention chemicals and the hair dyes. Oh, that's a good one. Write that down under weapons, a blue card. Yes, hair dye, vile stuff. Oh, and don't forget that old salt who runs the lobster fleet. He's got possibilities. Don't you usually post these on a board? We don't have a board here. Big space on the wall next to the writing desk, use that. You don't think Beverly will mind that damage to the wallpaper? She practically begged me to use it. We'll add more mystique to the room. Forever after she'll be able to say, The holes in the wallpaper were made by none other than Florence Gardner herself. Okay, that should do it. Uh, Looks orderly, yet with the... Frantic air of creativity? You'd better not be here when Magnolia comes. I don't want her to be sidetracked by self-consciousness or any obligation to flirt with you. It's the right hour of day. Uh, Maybe I'll introduce myself to that bartender at the Old Bay Bar. Scoot! And watch your back. If they're out for me, you may be a target too. Although that gives me an idea. Wouldn't you know it? The one day I want to close a tad early, a last-minute rush of business. All those wheelbarrows. Cleaned out the entire stock. Don't want to be late for my tea with Florence. My whole future rests on hell will I tell her the story of what went on last night at the meeting. There. All locked up. I wonder when I take up residence in Los Angeles, should I live in Bel Air or Beverly Hills? They say Malibu was nice if you like the ocean, and I do love that. Oh, look, there's Lee Millville skunking along down the street to the Old Bay Bar. (laughs) Ordinarily, I'd holler, hi, Lee, to him, but this day is special and I can't be distracted. Hmm. A lot of activity by the town square. Lots of pickup trucks. And even some wheelbarrows I swear I just sold. Prostag's still on them. People seem to be bringing rocks and stones, even cinder blocks. Maybe that has something to do with... Oh, gee. I guess folks were really serious when they took that vote. But I can't... But... I can't waste time watching this spectacle. Have to get to the B&B for tea with Flo. Out of my way, you little quizzling. I'm going to be late for the gathering. It's really going to happen? I wouldn't have voted the way I did if I thought it would matter. And for your appreciation of democracy, patriots have died. Sorry, Beverly. 
<laughs> the next time, I won't vote that way. Ha! There will be no next time. Deal with it. Another diss by Beverly. I'll show her. I'll tell Florence everything. At a price, of course. Entree? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot I'm not on the continent anymore. The continent that matters. Come in. Florence, I cannot thank you enough for the opportunity that you have made available to me. Me, a simple child of the Confederate... Spare me the whole lost cause, homily. Hypocrite that I am, even I have a hard time swallowing that fiction. Okay, you're here. Tea? Tea. Actually, I think I'll say, with all respect, no. Magnolia, even you, you would not take a taste of the tea that I have prepared because, because, look, Magnolia, I myself am drinking the tea I offered to you, and I feel fine. What have you heard last night at the meeting? I am no witch. No one said you were a witch. Just a scheming, lying, amoral, promiscuous murderer. A plague on our community. Well, that's a start. A start? Barely. And then? You gonna guarantee me the front page of people? I am not in a position to offer guarantees. I can offer only connections. Ooh, looky. All those index cards I never even knew I stocked, and you bought from me earlier today. Look if and they ain't posted up all over your walls. My way of constructing plots. Can I read them? Is my name there? Actually, I have here in my hand a blank card, waiting for my inspiration to name the lead character. And all I need is a slight push from you with precise reportage. Let's see. Where do I begin? You ever heard of a writer named, I think, Jackson? Common name, but I do associate it with a thrilling writer, a writer of thrillers. But no writer is more thrilling than I, of course. Well, that came up. And then, well, I didn't really catch everything. These folks up here, they talk in such a fast, yanky way. As I have so often observed... Get on with it. Well, here it gets a bit weird, as I recall. Someone mentioned a lottery which would be fitting the welfare of the entire community at stake. So I'm thinking there's a fine thing, ain't it? A lottery? You mean a name drawn by chance? No, not by chance. Not chance at all. It was predetermined that yours and no one else's would be the name drawn. Not by chance, but by unanimous vote. Florence Gardner, you won! Nobody wins a Shirley Jackson lottery. 
Yes, that's the name, Shirley Jackson. Shirley. Shh, text me here, you. What? Long story. So that's what all those pickup trucks loaded with stones were about, all headed toward the town square. I don't believe it. They're going to kill me in a shared ritual. Oh, and I remember another thing. Someone said if everyone is guilty, then no one can be blamed. Didn't make much sense to me at the time, or now. Damn that Shirley Jackson, filling the heads of simpletons with exquisite plots. Think, Florence, think. How to get out of this? Excuse me, Florence, but I just noticed something strange. Gosh, can't you see I'm trying to think? How can I turn this around? But Florence, you were saying that you wrote these things on these cards. I know what I wrote. I have other things to think about. And I see you, Mags. Now go off while the grown-up writes. But how come all these cards are in Lee's handwriting? I know it well on account of he's always signing for special delivery in the post office, not to mention sending a package to a London address on a regular basis. What? Magnolia, you gem, you keenest of all observers, you are my salvation. Let's see what Lee wrote. Huh? Yellow card, Clinton Devins, blue card with his service revolver, pink card in the herb garden... Why, it's almost as if he was using real people in this town to design real murders, and he has almost pulled it off. Florence, I gotta run. The people of this town are already gathering at the town square to stone a psychopathic murder and liar to death. I gotta tell them that you are not the villain. It's Lee they should be after. Oh, Magnolia, run! Run to the town square in the name of justice! I'll be waiting here until you get back to tell me how things turned out. By the way, this deserves at least a four-page spread with pictures as well as the cover. Bye-bye. Yes, run to tell them all about Lee. When they redirect their frenzy onto him, I'll not only be the town heroine, I shall be a mourning widow. Well, sort of widow. Can you still mourn if you were in the middle of a divorce? Sons, alimony burdens, sons, lifetime support obligations, and most important, sons, the blackmail threat from that purlined phone. Run, my little Magnolia. I'll be waiting for your report. Lynn, is it? My lady. Closing early today. Sorry, mister. I'll see you later. Gotta get to the town gathering now. We'll reopen for business later to celebrate, sort of. I'm sorry. Apparently you didn't hear me when, on many previous occasions, I introduced myself. <sighs> Mister, can't you see I'm in a hurry? But I am Lee Millville. You know me. You're the one who's married to... Actually, she is married to me, being the more famous... Not around here. But say, Mr. Gardner, why don't uh, it's you... Mr. Melville, actually, but you can call me... Wow, Florence Gardner's husband. Imagine how important I'd be if I can draw him into the ceremony. Yeah, of course. Lee, say, I gotta be somewhere. But if you could walk with me this way, yeah, that's right. 
we seem to be heading for the town square. I've never seen so many people gathered here. A perfect example of American democracy in action. Citizens uniting to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, neighbors, looky here. See who decide to show up for the ceremony. <laughs> Such excitement. Is this a movie location? Nobody told me there'd be a shooting today. Not a shooting, a stoning. Oh, whatever. If you expect me to be in it, I'll have to discuss arrangements with my agent first, and not to mention my union representative to review safety protocols. Y'all mean to say you were serious about this when we voted last night? I never thought. Hey, those are real rocks. Hey, those are real rocks. Where's my union rep? That's her husband. He's married to the witch. He's as bad as she is. Let's give him a taste of what we got planned for the wife. I've been punished enough just being married to her. Please. Hey, I didn't bring him here to be killed. I just wanted him to see what we had in mind for his wife. His punishment for being a lousy tipper. Where are we going to see this wife, the witch? Someone run over to the B&B and drag her down here to the square. Hold your stones a minute. Y'all got the wrong person for a villain. It ain't Florence Gardner who's been plotting to turn us all into murderers. It's her husband. He's no better than her. I think he may be the real author of all those books that Florence has been passing off as her own. Here are his working notes in his own handwriting. Filthy foreigners. What? He's got a whole series of murders already plotted out. Locations, weapons, perpetrators, and each of them is one of us. Not just murderers, some of us are victims. See right here? Oh, where are those purple cards? Now let him have a taste of what we're planning for Miss Gardner. I was thinking y'all were just being hypothetical. Is that a word? About the stoning. Are you really going to stone him? Out of the way, Miss Devins. Nobody wants to hurt you. Let's get this done before that storm comes in. Here we go, boys. Magnolia, sweetheart, get out of the way. <coughs> hey, watch it. That rock almost hit me. Magnolia, over here. Come over here. Let's get this done before the storm gets any worse. Thank you for listening to Bloody Bay, written by Mimi Monteith and Anne-Marie Shea. 
directed by Callie Wills, and starring the voice talents of Jean-Marie Kuhn, Luis Bermudez, Forrest Manico, Ailey Lassane, Christopher Kay, Robert Kuhn, Jessica Lauren Fisher, and Rochelle Prue. Sound design by Daniel Houle. We'd like to thank everyone who supported Bloody Bay on Kickstarter, including Tyler Gilbert, Jay Zander Kittenoa, Jesse Casanova, Kat McKay, Donaldson Cardenas, Joey Johnson, and Ella Watts. Your support through this lockdown has made it possible to bring these stories to life. If you want to support Bloody Bay directly, you can do so at redcircle.com shows slash bloody dash bay. Experience Bloody Bay like a local by signing up at Patreon at patreon.com EFCT, where your monthly pledge gets you exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content and merchandise. Are you scared of commitment? We understand. Head over to buymeacoffee.com EFCT, where you can make a one-time donation, no strings attached. Your donations and support help EFCT continue to highlight the work of women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ plus artists. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.